0: Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the view from inside a D.C. region incubator. They need to learn how to find finance. They need to learn how to get into gallery
1: space. They need to learn how to build teams. So we actually align a lot of our programming between the incubator for social enterprises and our emerging artists that we're teaching how to have a more of a social
0: impact through their art. We're going to turn our attention now to entrepreneurship and social ventures with Josh Mandel here in the studio. He's director of policy and international programs at Halcyon. Halcyon's here in D.C., and it's one of the leading accelerators, incubators of social ventures in the United States and arguably the rest of the world. And it's based right here in D.C. Josh is responsible for building Halcyon's international footprint He's got prior experience in government service as an innovation expert for both the Obama administration and the World Bank. We're going to talk about what Halcyon does here in the region and how social entrepreneurship is the same and different from for-profit entrepreneurship and what it is about the D.C. region that matches up so well with Halcyon. Well, What is Halcyon?
1: So the short answer is that we find some of the most creative people in the world, um, whether it's in business or in art, and teach them how to have an impact in the world and so we provide the tools and the setting for them to actually turn their transformative ideas into in the case of the incubator into sustainable and impactful businesses.
0: That's a big job. <laughs> <That's> a big... <laughs> and uh, the difference between creativity and creating something sustainable, uh, that's a big challenge. As you look at it, what are the biggest differences between doing this as an accelerator to create a for-profit business, or doing it as it sounds like you're doing it more around the holistic, you know, the, the social venture aspect? How is it different?
1: I see very little difference hmm. between uh, your typical technology-oriented startup and today's highest performing social enterprises. A lot of the founders that come into Halcyon that are accepted into the program have a, an incredibly transformative idea, either in health or education or civic engagement um, or agribusiness or food. But that transformative idea is only going to actually have the impact that they want if they think about how they can actually turn that into a business. And it's not just giving some back to good causes, some of their profits back to good causes. It's about weaving the actual social impact into the business plan and the business strategy. That's how we see it, real impact and sustainable impact taking place.
0: You know, uh, when I am asked about it, or I talk with social entrepreneurs, what I say is that ultimately, any activity where you're trying to achieve a sustainability, you have to figure out who your customer is, and you have to figure out where you're going to find the money to sustain your business and or your activity. It can come from customers, but it can also come from donors. It can come from grants. It can come... From lots of different places. And where I see a lot of social ventures fall down is they don't really look at it as gathering resources. They look at it, oh, I'm doing this to make money or I'm doing this to change the world. And it sounds to me like at Halcyon, what you're really saying is sustainability is find people who care and find money to support what it is you're trying to make people care about.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times, an entrepreneur, a social enterprise, will come into Halcyon with this, you know, incredibly mission-oriented idea. Um, but a lot of times, we have to teach them to it's, to know it's okay to have dollar bills in your eyes. Right. It's okay to think of yourself as a business person. The impact will come. Uh, we teach them the exact same kinds of things that any traditional startup um, in Silicon Valley or New York or Boston would need to know how to build your team. How to secure finance, mm-hmm. um, how to actually negotiate, how to work with corporate partners. So all of these things are the same whether you're a pure technology startup or a social enterprise. Mm. Um, so and actually, I'll mention that we have an arts lab as well. It's interesting that the artists that we bring into our program that are is also part of a competitive program. They need a lot of the same things. They need to learn how to find finance. They need to learn how to get into gallery space. They need to learn how to build teams. So we actually align a lot of our programming between the incubator for social enterprises and our emerging artists that we're teaching how to have a more of a social impact through their art.
0: Why D.C.? What is it about this ecosystem that makes this particularly amenable to social ventures vis-a-vis doing this in Silicon Valley, New York, or Columbus, Ohio? I mean, why here? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So
1: Washington, D.C. has a lot of things that make it very attractive for social enterprises and we always look at it from the perspective of the social enterprise where do I want to live where am I going to be able to build my team? Where am I going to be able to get the access to information and knowledge and expertise? So Washington, D.C. is kind of a perfect storm for that kind of um, information and environment. Every major international company has some kind of presence here in Washington. Um, a lot of our startups are dealing with policy issues and regulatory issues that they're looking to either improve or they need to have knowledge of. Um there is an incredible um, uh, dearth of uh, expertise out of local universities. I mean, if you look at Washington, D.C., there's probably more than a dozen top-performing universities within a 10-mile radius of D.C., so you have that access to talent. And Washington, D.C. happens to be an incredibly livable city mm-hmm. and a very young, dynamic population. So those are the things we see as being critical for successful social enterprise ecosystems to survive. In fact, We've produced a report called the Social Enterprise Ecosystem Report, which is available online for anybody, um, which actually ranks 21 cities across the United States on how well they are, are doing as far as attracting social enterprises and the kinds of things that make social enterprise work in those cities. So the cities you mentioned are all on that list. Uh, The most recent data shows Washington, D.C.
0: as being third in the nation. You mentioned startups. There are a large number of NGOs and not-for-profits here in this town. How much are you working with existing organizations to help them become more entrepreneurial? We are interested in how organizations can become more innovative
1: and entrepreneurial. And really, a lot of that has to do with being able to attract the innovative person, that one person that really brings dynamism and creativity to an organization. Although we focus almost exclusively on that small enterprise, uh, we also do consult and provide um, expertise to to larger organizations on how they can be more dynamic and interesting. And we're doing this both domestically
0: and abroad. Well, Josh, I really appreciate you coming in. Congratulations on all the work that you and Halseen are doing. It's a really important part of our local ecosystem. Great. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you to our sponsor, Tedco. Tedco invests in early-stage tech and life science companies. It provides resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. Tedco's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md. And a thank you to our sponsor, JLL. JLL is the leading commercial real estate service company within the Washington, D.C. metro area serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. KLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. Thank you to Speakerbox Communications. Speakerbox is your team for meeting the unique demands of the technology sector, crystallizing complex ideas, targeting highly intelligent buyers, and moving at the speed of tech. Since 1997, they've given voice to many of our industry's top thinkers and performers. Check them out at speakerboxpr.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Tandem Product Academy. If you're looking to grow a software technology business and you're past your first five employees or your first half a million dollars of revenue, their free educational program will teach you how to grow your business. Supported by a broad group of our region's leading business organizations and local governments, Tandem Product Academy is free to participants. Learn more at tandeminnovate.com. Thank you for joining us on What's Working in Washington. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, two-car living room, and the Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.